Hey guys, welcome to the MC Anime Podcast. We cover anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. We are a multi fandom podcast, and you can expect to hear topics in your favorite hobby or fandom activity potentially. You can find MC Anime on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, please check out mcanimepodcast.com, our website. Furthermore, stay tuned in for another episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime Podcast, MC here, and today we have two special guests with us. We have Crystal and we have Emerald. How are you guys doing today? Doing okay, just a little sore today. We're at a great 7th degree, a bit exhausted from work, but I expect that from Mondays. True. Before we get to today's episode, you can find us at podcast directors near you, like Apple and Google. We also just launched YouTube. We also had WWE www.mcanimepodcast.com and we also have Patreon blog MC Anime where you can do crowdfunding and support us and YouTube just launched so go check us out and uh, download the episode and enjoy it. Although ado, where can they find you on social media Crystal and Emerald? What do you guys do and uh, what do you like to gain from this? Huh. Well, I do YouTube videos. I do reactions. I do gaming I do Minecraft gaming. I also do collaboration with friends. As for me, I as for me, I am an online artist. You can you you can find me on Twitter. I'm fairly active on Twitter at shapeshift 16 uppercase, uppercase the first S. You can also find me on YouTube, though I am less frequent with uploads there. I've also done I've done one collaboration with Amboard up to this point. Okay, so further to do further ado. Today's episode is going to be original characters and their charm. When we think about original characters, we think of characters that are unique to the person who designed that character. That character can come out in many different ways. You can roleplay as the character, stream as that virtual avatar or character on social media. It also gives you a different name and a different outlook when you introduce yourself. Also, when you have original characters, one game that comes to mind is D&D. You make a game, put your character template in, now you have a character designed just to play that game. But there's also other applications that you can actually use original characters outside of the different norms. For example, if you're a furry, you can get a registered as original character and get a trademark with that character. So there is some legal protections as well to maybe getting a trademark original character but what is your perception of original characters crystal and emerald well i think original character is like you know something that represents who we are in the inside i can agree i can agree as my original character i had been making the design ever since ever since 2016 it's been a part, I would say it's been a part of me since even before then. So I would argue original characters are our chance to put our creativity and a part of ourselves into the world as who we, as who we are. Can you tell the audience how you created your original characters? Well, I started out on this thing called Catmaker, but then a friend of mine named Reality Check 
improved it a little bit. I designed, I, I came up with the design of my OC, which is an olive pup, which a Husky Korsky mix puppy with alicorn features. She was initially a regular puppy before she gained the Pegasus wings and then she gained the horn. Overall, I started tweaking the design in 2018 and started doing official commissions of more professional looks for Crystal within 2020. So I'll say the pandemic was helpful for me on that. Okay. So tell the audience of the background of each character, Crystal and then Emerald. I about to say, if you must, and I'm going to soon I'm going to go first. I have two that I work with. I have I have Shapeshifter Colden. Her nickname is Crystal. And she is a 423-year-old winter spirit with the appearance of a with the appearance of a little puppy. Don't let her small size fool you. She's capable of freezing you to death if she is angered. And my other one is Miss Demon Shifter Colton, otherwise known as Blood Ruby. She is a shadowy demon sealed within the puppy before sealed within the puppy sometime before she became a spirit. She's a protective she's a protective demon of her host and oftentimes will not threaten to use shadow magic against foes. Interesting. Uh, but you emerald. Okay, so my OC or my character is a cat-like creature, but he's called three names: a spirit, a demon, or a yokai. He has two tails and he's a thousand years old. So, there is one place you can get inspiration for a character. If you want to create a, an OC and trademark it as your own character, in a sense. Okay. Well, what inspired me to make my character is, well, I like cat. But I also heard about this creature called a tanuki, a fox with extra tail. So, I combined the two in the form of a character that represents the freedom i wish most of most of the inspiration i had for crystal was my own was my own imagination and the childlike wonder i'd always insert myself in shows i watch as a as a small dog so that's it the bigger influence of course is why crystal was an owl pup i would go with my little pony okay so you take inspiration from my little pony and a dog sona in the spirit form to communicate as a rational character. Emerald, you take cat persona with multiple tails and then take it from there and also as a spirit as well? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hopefully you're a spirit. So why have a spiritual entity as a basis for a original character? It represents freedom for me. It just made a lot more it just made a lot more sense for Crystal in terms of it. In terms of what she was capable of and why she lives for so why she's lived for so long. Okay. So when you have a spirit that represents freedom, Emerald, how, what are the feelings that are encapsulated into the freedom? Like, how do you ex explain that to the audience? Well, I see fun, some pain sometimes, the beauty of the world, the places I dreamed to visit someday. Okay. So you represent freedom as a way of being independent, doing your things on your own, going out in the world and see what it is. Yep, exactly. Okay, because some people identify freedom as like a symbol. It's there, it's a destination that you can reach at where you feel the most content. 
Do you agree? Yeah. So Crystal, what is the freedom of your original character that you like? I would say the freedom in the design, allowing for more, allowing for more OC designs to not just be based on, to not just be standard pony designs in the MLP, in the MLP fan base. There are very rare, it's rare for a canine OC to exist in this side of the fan base. I'd list examples, but I can't think of that many. So I feel like me being here makes a very prominent statement. You don't need, you can have a non-pony OC and still be just as unique. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you. So, Emma, what is the interesting story in creating your original character that you want to tell the audience about? Me? Well, <laughs> to be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to be at first. So, I took inspiration from a Tunuki and also the cat, like I said before. You know, being something unique to fit into the world. Okay, so the feeling of being unique and having uniqueness is being separate from other people. Also, distinguishing yourself enough in the fan base as an original character, you can actually strive and take hold in the new project or character that you created for yourself. Yeah. Okay. What is one aspect of you, Crystal, that is unique? Not, not just to design as dog, but like unique in the uh, fandom of original characters. With that, I'll, with that, I can easily plug in what I do on my Twitter. When I, I don't just use Crystal and Blood Ruby on my Twitter, no, 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 no. They have other characters to bounce off of on that account. And most of them are OC hybrids. Because they're not a, they're not a full species, they're half of a species. So technically, I just represent how really any hybrid can exist nowadays. In fact, my OC being a hybrid inspired one other person to do a puppy hybrid in the fan base. Okay. So what we call a hybrid. It's what we kind of in the business called chimera. Instead, it's a chimera of two or more species, or is it just two? In terms of my, in terms of our friend, which I'm going to call Selector for the time being, they okay. picked two species. They picked a Dalmatian changeling puppy. Okay. So when people create an original character based on several actual attributes of animals or other mythical sonas, what does that create in the OC community? Endless possibilities. I mean, you can go, you can do us, you can do two, you can do three. If you want to be that kind of person, you could do four. I mean, some of the more common OC hybrids you can pick from, like a griffin or a hippogriff, you can blend together real life animals together to make tons of combinations. If yeah, I agree with her. What's your experience of a Kameo in the community? Well, it's pretty obvious. What makes me a chimera is kind of the fact that I'm a cat and also a spirit. Wouldn't that be just so, a uh, a a cat in a spirit form? Let's yeah. say a chimera? Basically, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned a collaboration. What does the collaboration between Crystal and Emerald look like? Well, considering we're in the process of melding our characters' backstories, I'd say the collaboration is most likely to be kind of interesting as two spirits interact. Yeah, it kind of has something in common with me and Crystal. Alright, so share that bond of being a spirit with both personas of each perspective character. Ives, the choice of only adding original details to it, but how you present yourself as that spirit. I think it shows one thing that both that both Emwood and Crystal could possibly learn. 
they technically are not alone out in the world. They may be spirits and not being able to be seen by most by most mortal men or mortal women, but they have they they at least know that they have each other and that they are friends. So it's not well they're not lonely anymore. Yeah, that's true. Not to mention we barely see movies that have spirits in them. Like for example, MLP doesn't have any spirits in them and except for Discord. I, I don't think it counts. Yeah, I don't think Discord counts. And my spiritual my spiritual influence was actually uh the twenty twelve DreamWorks film Rise of the Guardian. Underrated gem. It's a must underrated gem, it's a good film. Oh you know so many good Rise of the Guardians is the legendary figures, so are you trying to base your OC on a legendary figure? Before I based the winter spirit aspect off of Jack Frost because I liked the character and obviously found his powers of ice and snow to be really fascinating. Hey, hey don't, I didn't really base my character on anything. I mean, you know, there's another character with ice powers. It's the Ice King from Adventure Time. Yeah. But, eh. Thank yeah, you I... for the ideas. <laughs> Also, I got there ideas is... to do after this podcast is over. There is also the Snow Queen, too. Oh. Uh, uh, Don't tell me you're talking about Elsa. It's not the Snow uh, Queen. No. That's the Ice Queen. Oh, never mind. So, yeah, there's, like, different inspirations that you can take from. Just like, you know, Crystal. She has a form that's based on Winter Jack Frost, Rise of the Guardians. We have a spear with two tails. A Tukuyuki. So, it really goes to show you that the inspiration is vast and you can take it from anywhere that you take the inspiration from including source material concept art an idea that you have in a conversation and any other respective uh property or conversation or things in life to bring that source of inspiration to the character that makes it so unique to the person designing the character itself yeah i can't help but agree to that makes the most sense yep i agree so what aspects of a collaboration do you need to take into account if you're going to do a collaboration with someone else who has an original character? I say do some research on their character before you do anything with this collaboration. Get an idea as to how they would react to situations. Maybe do a little research. Maybe find out if they... Maybe ask about a backstory. Ask how they would possibly react to seeing your original character. Getting the basic information of how the characters will interact is probably the most important part before you even think of writing anything down. Exactly. Speaking of backstories, we should really get to that part, don't you think? I've got it pinned into this. I've got it pinged in a. I got to ping a Google Docs in. Well, if you guys, well, if you two want, I can explain the backstory of this character. Sure. Go ahead. So my OC was once a normal cat at first, but a horrible plague happen. His master comforted the creature on his final moments. You can kind of guess what happened next. Yep. But, years later, a necromancer came out of nowhere, practicing performing a spell. He, he used the hair sample of a tiger, a broken horn from a unicorn, and a crystal. He performed the ritual, and so far, the spell worked but not in the way he expected. The necromancer called me a slave. A D word. And I really did not like that word. So you can kind of guess the necromancer didn't have a pleasant end. 
So, being classified as a you... demon, what does that do for the original character? Well, it's like glass picking you in the heart, triggering your anger side. Okay. Necromancy is interesting because you you already died, but back to life, and then the mixed patch of a tiger DNA <laughs> somehow back in the spirit form and it all messed up. Do you think that the necromancy, so... necromancer, didn't have enough power to summon you and failed along the way? Apparently so. It's your backstory, Crystal. How glad we tell it. Her memory is... I have said that her memory is blurry due to the effects of having Demon Shifter or Blood Ruby sealed within her mortal body before she is ultimately killed when she accidentally runs out into a frozen lake by a group by a mob. This was the 1600s, after all. They would... She obviously had behaviors that were similar to something connected to a witch at the time. And thus she ends up succumbing to the lake's frozen waters. And she's discovered by Mother Nature, who ends up finding her and turning her into one of her trusted winter spirits. It's where she gets the powers from and also where she gets a place where she calls home for 400 years before she finds Equestria. So you basically... Took your your persona based on Jack Frost getting stuck in the lake, stuck in the water. I rest my case. I try. I didn't want to do that, but then I realized it's too easy to not do a frozen to do frozen water as the cause of death. Mm. What is the purpose of it being a spirit? The emerald's purpose was the necromancy and the failed crystal summoning. Crystal, she's a she's a seasonal spirit. She has a job to do according to Mother Nature. She has she helps she helps maintain winter in a certain area, her territory, if you want to say. If any spirits were to travel her territory and mess up the cycle, she has to fight them, and she has to make sure they know, hey, it's my time. You don't go, you don't come here yet. Okay. Well, I do have a question. She has a job. True. A job is to be a protector of the season that she's associated with. Emerald, what is a perfect example of you writing your character in extended <laughs> stories? Well, after he took care of the necromancer, his body started to change. His ears were a different color, he grown two tails, and he became very strong. He'd been traveling for years finding a new home. He tried to settle down on this empire where where creatures pretty much worship the wealth, but they became greedy over it. Okay. They saw me as a unique creature, and so far, they they tried to hand me over to their emperor that wanted to turn me into a rug. I wouldn't stand for it, so I cursed him, consumed the souls of everyone in that empire, and took the form of a terrifying beast, a nine-tailed beast. A nine-tailed? Like the... Like... The Kitsume Nine Tails? That was my first thought. I thought of a Nine Tail Fox when I saw his tails. So, yeah. Why does it take the Nine Tails specifically? It only has two tails in its base form. What's the connection? Well, two tails is basically the souls he had. The souls of his own. The soul of himself and the soul of the Necromancer. But the Nine Tails represents a whole bunch of souls he consumes. He destroyed the Empire and wiped out thousands of great armies. <laughs> but the creature was defeated, and I transformed back. Okay. So far, but my journey has just begun. I travel more, and then 
Well, as centuries have passed, I met Crystal. Okay. So what are some of the feats of Crystal? In terms of collaboration? Just feats in general. We just saw Emil's feats. What's some of your feats? Well, her first winter was, uh, the first winter she had, she got to control under Mother Nature's watch was pretty bad. Ended up in a pretty bad wizard. So I, so I would have to say a very good accomplishment that can take a short amount of time to explain is her learning to tame the demonic entity known as Blood Ruby. She was a rather vicious creature locked within Crystal after all. But it took a while for them to come to an even ground and understanding. Nowadays, you could see them as sisters more than a demon and their host. Mm. See. So, what is... How do you describe the process of the charm of the original character? What's the charm of each respective emerald and crystal that makes them who they are? Instead of what they're just designed off of. Crystal, would you like to explain? I will probably be going first for this one. I would say the charm that comes from Crystal and Blood Ruby, other than their, other than the sibling bond, I would argue it's possibly how they are presented. They're presented in an art style that they're presented in an adorable art style, which helps them look, which helps them look cute and thus attracts more people to them. It's that char it's the literal form of charm, something being attracting something being attractive or just adorable. And they come for a kind person, for a kind puppy with their protective shadow demon. What more to come for? Well, my charm? Well, I guess it's the fact that he has, well, a connection to brothers sometimes. At first he was the odd one out, but three friends came together and we became brothers ever since then. Of course, the funniest part is, well, for a guy that has logic in his name, doesn't mean he's always logical. You see. So instead of the emerald, the logic behind being an emerald, it's this logic in general. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You see. So Crystal. Plus, emerald is not all. Emerald's not the only friend we have who has an ironic name for their original character. Shall I mention Mr. Reality Check? Yeah, they need a reality yep. check. That's pretty much it. So, continue. So, if you request for the shapeshifter, how does that come into play in your character? The shapeshifter part? Yes. Well, I actually did like Emerald. I did, I did do some research on some real-life urban legends. The more common ones I did was the, was the treatment of witches and werewolves in the 1600s. But I also took inspiration from many of the shapeshifting urban legends that exist in America. I even... A more common one that was used was Native Americans' depictions of shapeshifters, like the skinwalk, like a skinwalker, for example. Okay, but typically a skinwalker in the legend take on the actual skin of the entity they're trying to shapeshift as. Yep, it was one of it was one of them. Another one I also looked up in connection to Crystal and Blood Ruby is a Mexican urban legend about a demonic dog. It is known to attack those who are, who are unfaithful in God, but if they are faithful in God, then a white counterpart will come and will protect them from the demonic creature. Uh-huh. How does shapeshift- I have to remember what the- I have to remember the name of that. How does shapeshifting in winter come into play? It's a connection. Well, it actually adds to Chris- It actually would be based off Crystal's personality. If you were to get to know Crystal, she actually acts. She actually could act shy. Most shapeshifting entities 
in pop culture at least, some of them have an era of being rather not rather keeping to themselves. Crystal sometimes will do sometimes ignore sometimes not mentioning everything about herself to those she know to know she knows. That and I found out shapeshifters love lies and chaos, and I literally have used that as a punching bat as a punching line for about three years now because of the stupidity of humanity. So Emerald, when I think back and you have the, the different souls that you consume, isn't it kinda ironic that the logic of necromancy with your soul absorption or I call pains in transformation by eating consumption of souls isn't that kind of ironic apparently so i take different forms to you know hide from creatures that would i you know hunt me down so the different forms can you elaborate what they are like they have different tailed forms or is it more like a more fence form like uh deoxys x and y attack and defense basically yeah what's some of that forms can you elaborate on well i take i take three forms the first form is well the way you see me right now the second form is where i grow nine grow nine tails and use them for you know gravel techniques mm-hmm. what the third form but the last form is what? what the third form yeah the third form is his spirit form where he get where he turns full spirit so basically no one can hurt him like, if they lay a punch on him, they just go straight through him. Oh, so do you have two different forms that take physical manifestations? Basically, yeah. Yes. Oh. What was the idea of giving the spirit a shape and physical form? Where did that come from? It comes from his origins. Okay. How did that manifest into your design of the character of having a spirit to physical form? It, it did it access previous forms that it was alive. Did it gain that power after in spirit form? I've got those same questions. You read my mind. Basically, he got that form. He got these forms the day he consumed the souls of the Empire. The more souls he gains, the more abilities he gains. The stronger he gets. So he consumed two souls, or did he consume more? Well, one tail is the soul he has. Basically, his own soul. The the other tail is the necromancer's soul. Then how about the nine tails? The nine tails is the souls of everyone I consumed in the empire. But is that seven? Is that more than seven? Well, is it, is it seven additional souls that you consumed, or is it like more than yep. just the seven? You just stopped at nine. Well, well, I stopped at nine because consuming souls can be dangerous for me because. Consuming too much can make me uncontrollable and aggressive. Okay, so how does the cooperation in meeting Crystal come in Emerald's backstory? Well, I guess I would be surprised at first because it'd be the first time I've seen a spirit like myself. And Crystal being a dog spirit means she would react to it like a dog normally would. Essentially barking at it. Barking at Emerald for the first time. You taken back by Emerald? I was certainly have been certain. She would have certainly been shocked by the two tails, along with the tiger ears. But then again, she realizes, oh, this is another spirit like myself. It just means that I'm just means I'm not the only animal spirit. How about your Emerald? What was your reaction? Well, I was getting ready to. Well, my reaction would be, 
well, a jump sort of thing. A normal thing that a cat would do. I would probably get ready to attack, but judging by the scent, I knew she was a spirit like myself. Okay. So from that continuation of the collaboration when you meet each other in the story, how does you two interact in your each other's story that is like the continued version of your backstory? We're considered what you would you are considered good friends when we hang out. Any any chance our OCs get a chance to hang out, we often will be sparking up a conversation. Anything really. Any topic. Yeah. I was going to say this. I agree. So I have to be wary about if I have to, if I summon Blood Ruby into the conversation because Emerald gets triggered by the word demon after all, and Blood Ruby is actually a certified demon. She's a low class one, but still. Isn't Emerald a demon anyway? That's like, I might say, it's like another content creator's OC. Yes, Lightning Blitz is small, but she hates being called that. But if you bring Blood Ruby up, doesn't that. But you're not calling Emerald a demon, you're just bringing up the subject of a demon. But, or she's coming into the conversation. But even if, okay, so if Blood Ruby comes into conversation, you just don't mention demon. Emerald knows that, that she's a demon, to. you just don't mention it. Yep. How is your reaction to Blood Ruby, Emerald? Well, well, I tried to ignore it, but once she brings up the word, <laughs> my eyes start glowing red as anger, as my anger tried to take over. But I try to hold back. So hope mentioning Blood Ruby triggers you or mentioning Demon? The word, yeah. Oh, Demon is pretty easy to this avoid, is... isn't it, in conversation? Well, if they say it at me, that's, that's when it happens. If I cut you as a Demon, how you would you respond to that? Well, my eyes would turn red, and I would probably get ready to attack. Uh-huh. D. Which character will attack me, even though I'm not in the story itself? As, as Crystal would be, Crystal would be scared. Blood would head to the ceiling with popcorn. Yeah. She loves entertainment that is fueled by this. That's fueled by stupid decisions. Okay, so she feeds off negative oh. energy. She's a demon. That's kind of come that come to the territory, unfortunately. Good, good. Okay, so where do you guys go to do the do the collaboration? Uh, I'll say we're working on several collaborations with Crystal and with Crystal and Emerald as we speak. We've got a few in pre. We got a few. We have one in pre-production, and we have a couple that are just ideas at the moment. Yeah, one that has something in common with the both of us, and the other is our technically favorite MLP movie. Okay. So what is the model of each character? What do they represent and how do they go about to spread that model? I'll go first. I will I'll go first. I think our I think the fact that both our characters are tech our our characters concepts never existed before we made the characters. Our character OZ, our character creature OCs. They would have probably never existed before we made them. So most likely we show that yes, you technically can make whatever character you want in this in the on the internet. It's just a matter of if you can make it interesting enough that people will come back wanting more information about them. Exactly. Our OCs our OC designs may not be canon to any fan base yet. I'm holding MLP if they can make if they can give a puppy wings, they can give a puppy a wings and a horn. 
but it's gonna but rather it happens or not it means that we can keep this design as unique to us until it's made up until it's made an official species by whatever fan base oh you emerald What's the yep. model of your character and how do they represent that model? Hmm. Well, I'm probably going to relate that to a collaboration of me and... I'm going to relate it to a collaboration me and Crystal are working on. Basically, what goes to my character is, well... I have a little bit of Irish lore to me, a little bit. Like, my green eyes represents the Irish part. Okay. How does that model go into your character? Like... More than just the eyes. I don't know. When you think about it, it's kind of what Crystal said. I agree with her. So you don't go anything like Clautic uh, traditions or anything like that? Because that's also uh, Irish with the Clautic. Um, but, oh boy. I'm not sure if I have those sort of, I don't think I have those sort of questions. See. Okay, so... With the green eyes and the Irish lore, is there any inspiration in Irish lore that you actually put in your backstory for the character? Well, the transformation part, I get that from an Irish werewolf. According to legend, Irish werewolves were the protectors of Ireland ever since people tried to invade it. So what is an aspect of a original character that you feel very strong in continuing to practice of? Hmm, I would... At least with my OC, I'm exploring with branching out of the fan base that I'm normally in. I mean, an on again, off again idea I have is have is connecting her to an is connecting her to an act is connecting her to an actual canon, which an internet canon. Connecting her to the back rooms I did back in back in October. I try my best to connect my character to the Inquestria world. He spends the most of his life in. He spends most of the years in the Evergreen Forest. Oh, he, so that's why and, you keep visiting my house. Yeah, but at least I don't live there alone. I live with my special friend, well, Violet and Crystal too. Yep, I have a small house outside of outside of Ponyville near the Evergreen Forest with my pet Pikachu Sparky, who is shiny. As well as Blood Ruby. And Crystal has a roommate named Glacier who is a Pegasus. Okay. It's a long story. How did Pegasus get in the picture? Well, the Pegasus is based off... The Pegasus is actually the first... It's actually my... It's my best friend's pony OC. I technically made it for her. But she came up with the color scheme. The idea of, a, of her being a Pegasus. Her snowflake cutie mark. And even having her, even having two different colored eyes, she had a green and a purple eye. And Glacier is based off a nickname that we, that I have for her online. Okay. So, shall we continue? Okay. If that's the case, how do you go about implementing different world building in the original character? Oh, is they having them bounce off characters that already exist in the, already exist. This can allow them a chance to develop as characters and even get to know other and even get to and even get to expand how much they know about well what they're capable of. Well, when you think about it, the first person I ever met in Equestria was Jack, and that was when well Pinkie Pie introduced us both. However, Pinkie Pie almost choked me to death, but it worked out in the end. Okay, so how you were the Explain the process of scaling. How does it apply to each respective original character? Taking into account what they've been through as an idea, as an idea as to how to get into their perspective. An example of this is the fact that Crystal 
was a witness to some of the witch trials and in and including her being a winter spirit, she actually is very much afraid of anything connected to fire. You so much have an ember near her, she's gonna turn white as a she'll turn white it, as a ghost. She's no already white as a ghost. I said no pun intended. But anyway, my character is more like an observer. A watcher of several time periods go by. He watches Equestria being built, and probably when he arrived, Equestria didn't even existed. But he watched it got built and growed, and that gave him time to learn about these creatures. Interesting. How old is Embold? A thousand years. Basically, uh, basically a time of farmers, and basically people hunting them down. Oh, okay. So, how would you describe the process in which you find communities for original characters? That actually, I can explain how I found myself in the MLP universe rather easily. I was, I did, I did simple fan art of my character, Crystal, interacting with an owner of the, of a well-known group of content creators in the MLP universe known as the Rift Cafe. I featured one of the makers of it known as the Looney Turtle. He's a turtle. We don't question it. It's a widower's pet shop thing, I think. But he ended up giving me the link to it, and that's actually how I was able to find several friends in the fanbase and get a lot of, and find a lot more people that honestly feels more like a fandom family now than a fan, a group of friends. <laughs> yeah, of course, I joined the Rift Rocket ever since, well, traveling, well, I joined the Rift Cafe ever since, well, traveling Arrow destroyed the Rift Generator. After that, I made a few friends, started a partnership. Not only I kind of left the Rift Cafe and worked with a few friends to create the Rift Rocket. So you actually were like a founder of I... the Rift Rocket itself. Well, they oh. call me the co-founder since Robert created the server, but yeah. I see. I see that as the case. You both created, just like how in the Rift Cafe, it's not just the Woody Tunnel, but it's also the voice of reason. These, these pony OCs have really weird names. Yeah, Crystal the Shapeshifter, and Emerald Logic is not a weird name. Technically it's Crystal Colden, but her full name is Shapeshifter Colden. You forgot her last name is Colton, which is a reference to her ice magic. And Emerald Logic was the only name that came to me so far. Something mm -hmm. that... And Blood Ruby actually... Blood Ruby came from a... Came from a came from someone from me and MC's anime club. It was a suggestion for a nick for a nickname for her. C. Who said Blood Ruby again in the anime club? I have I have to remember which one it, I have to remember what her real name is. I can't think of it off the top of my head at the moment. She mentioned it she mentioned it on on Discord when I asked the question back then and it's would take us a it would take me a really long time to try to find where that was. Well, mentioned. you know, with Discord, you can go anyway, back in a Discord server and actually look up. But anyway, I might actually do that. What I might do that right now. Anyway, continue. So, with the existence of the original characters coming together in the joint storyline that they have at this point, what is the like future interaction between these characters going to look like? Well, we'll torture danger. One of a deep, which is a bat pony. Yes. Also He's the bad monkey of the Rift Cafe, by the way. Yep, and we dreamed of going on adventures someday. Not to mention doing some, doing great deeds, being a part of movie projects. I don't know. 
some good stuff. Our conversations can go on for about for hours talking about how our characters would interact in situations, especially when it comes to plot points that can be connected to the Rift Rockets yeah. war. We can, go for, we can go for hours. So where do you think all this creativity comes from in the original characters themselves? It's something outside of you, or is it something that's in your life that's very influential? I'd say right. mostly from experience from the creativity that me that I got from my older sister. She also has an OC that I designed that I, that she technically designed herself, which is actually a pure white wolf. She got to have the cool one. <laughs> I, I get hold all her accountable. It's the thing. Well, if I gotta be honest, I. Th- I get my inspirations from the beauty of the world I see around the window. Not to mention, I look at postcards of beautiful lands and old, po- well, old photos. But I also get some inspiration from old Ghibli movies, like Castle in the Sky, The Witches. The rest, I still can't remember, but they're old. Spirit of the Way? Spirit of the Way? Yep, that's Spirit the one. Spirit of the Way? That's a Ghibli film. Okay. Yep, that's. Unable Totoro, etc., etc. I. So we have a Studio Ghibli enthusiast who likes to implement that style into his character. And then we also have a dog lookalike from a wolf to a dog in Crystal. Interesting. (laughs) Nah, I'm not not ashamed of what I have exposed myself to. I'm not even going to get into the angle of of Disney or anime that inspired me. That's fine. That's fine. So... With that building block on the character, how do you think the process from right. creating the character to now has been part of the journey along the way? And a rough one, that's for sure. Since for both me and Amboard, I'm going to assume both of us had to make new character co- had to make new character concepts essentially from the ground up based off of what we have been exposed to and what we use as inspiration. Especially when you realize that most of the time as most of the time is most of the time it's actually more difficult to get something that would be considered unique out there. There's nothing really unique or original out there anymore. It's just something that's been inspired by another. It's all about how how you use that inspiration that depends on how it comes out. Yeah, I agree with her. Alright, so if I wanted to create an original character, based on what you know about MC Anime Podcasts and the headphones and MC Anime, what are some ideas that can jumpstart an OC of MC Anime Podcast? I would have gone I would go to I would go to potentially some of your favorite animes as an idea for where to go to in terms of it. What do those fan bases do in terms of OCs? But then again, I'm also thinking about what I would do, and for me, I would look up the best. I I would look up. I would look up what only form best suits would best suit you. And that's just me. And we'll, anything to say? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would go with the same thing she said. <laughs> so finding the environment of what the character represents is the first idea to establish the original character. Yep. How do you go about yep. that to build your foundation so you can actually have a strong building block to build the character itself? I think the best building block to have was what what was I'm going to assume what we both did. We technically for both of us, Crystal and Elmwood are our personas. 
they are who we are online. So technically, they also carry a part of our personality. They have personality traits that match us. That way, they represent us much better online. That helps build a better foundation to help write the character and help make them more interesting in terms of it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the world of you. I don't know if you checked that movie yet, but it's pretty good. It allows you to go... It's a movie about where people go online and they turn into what they dream to be. Kind of like me and Crystal. Okay. So, what in your daily life, experiencing that persona in the digital environment actually provides weight to the character and gives it substance and further develops the character even more? Yes. Yep. What is one particular aspect that on the digital persona and the interaction of the digital persona online that has greatly influenced that character. I would say any chance that Crystal interact with another with some with another character, whether it is in a casual sketch I post on Twitter or me doing a very long Twitter thread, which is a role play with sometimes one or multiple characters. This kind of that those experiences allow us to see allow us to see how Crystal reacts to situations especially when they are unpredictable if it's a role-playing threat and it's how crystal found her boyfriend honestly that well yeah i agree with her in fact i met someone that's kind of like me named violet it was a good relationship what's violet like what is father like i guess a, that's a persona Ooh, she's oh. a she's a fellow cat she's a she's a fellow cat persona and she has a very lovely, she has a very lovely cat persona design. Yeah, the only difference is she's a dragon cat. Mm. So, Crystal, or boyfriend, who's that? That would be, that would be Mystic. A green unicorn that she interacted with in a role play back in 20, I want to say it was either 2018 or 2019. Mm. It was before, it was sometime around there. She interacted with, and they even had their first date within their first role like a gender play. bender. Mystic is a mystic is mystic is he. Crystal oh, is like a gender bender. They have a, yeah. Technically, you can ship Crystal and Mystic. They are still an ongoing relationship. See, see. So the building blocks to have any essential original character that I'm understanding is to understand the characteristics of the character find a feature to have an attribute about them expand on that attribute and then once you expand on it keep on expanding and trying to find what fits and doesn't maybe rebrand the character if need be i have a particular tale with the rebranding i had initially not wanted crystal to be a part of the paw patrol fan base because well she technically is a dog and i used paw patrol as a baseline but i didn't assume i didn't associate her with the franchise until I am belittled for her Paw Patrol design-like design, trying to submit her into a roleplay. It was a has-been hotel roleplay, and let's just say I'm not there. But did help me realize that maybe I should try to consider that, yes, she is a Paw Patrol OC as well as an MLP one. Yeah, my OC prefers to be an MLP OC. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I picture it what it would look like as an anime. See, now I'm curious what Emerald. Now I'm curious what Emerald wants to grow as a pony. Oh, please elaborate. Uh. Let's board. What do well, you mean? Elaborate what you've wait, been what? talking about. What you just said. 
Well, I prefer my OC in the MLP universe. That's mm. what I meant to say. But sometimes I picture it, picture what would my OC look like as an anime? Yeah. If you want to take your persona, put it into an actual different medium than what it is now. Well, someone has tried that once. They gave it, it looked like the same, but it gave it a humanoid body. Let me see if I can pull it up, but. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys can see it in the video or the mm. stream. Okay. That's interesting. Here it is. If people are going to go with experimenting within franchises, I have, explore I have explored with Crystal. The most recent one I did was based off of Alvin and the Chipmunks and making her look like a Chipmunk from the 80s, from the 80s incarnation. Let's see. So, Emil, do you look like a foey? <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I'm about to say, stop, I'm about to say, MC is kind of not wrong, but then again, I do like the design of, I do like how it works. Well, technically, or, te I was about to say, technically two, I get, I was about to say, Amplified's cats do exist in the MLP universe, if the movie has any implication. So, um, this technically could still work for MLP. Yeah, but I decided to stay like this. Cool, but you could not if you ever need to go to a human form, you can use this human form as another form of Emerald. If you ever think about that. Mm -hmm. You can join the club. I ha you can join the club. Crystal has a crystal alicorn form. She has a she has a winged wolf form. She's got a dragon form that is very as an ice dragon, obviously. And I have other yeah, I'm working on a change ring form for her mm. as well. See. Well, if I ever do a collaboration with Dr. Wolf, I might <laughs> think about it. Which Dr. Wolf is the other canine content creator in our side of the Rift Rocket. He's an from. He's a, um... Well, depending on which video you're watching, depends on whether he's a two-legged or four-legged wolf. But regardless, he's a wolf. He's an anamorphic wolf. Yes. The only difference is he's not a spirit like me and he's not a spirit like me and Crystal. Also correct. But he does he has the ability to communicate with ponies and is a therapist in the world of Equestria, helping ponies with their problems. And his videos and his videos are proven to be very helpful when talking about serious topics like that. Yeah. I wonder how he would react watching this. We're giving him free promotion. Oh, you can always send a link to him and have be the testament. Uh, yes, but say he's on. I'm about to say he. I am. I do, I do follow him on Twitter. I'll send it to him there if his mm. DMs are open. So let's uh, wrap this up into like a convincing argument. What is each perspective, uh, original characters you want to give to the audience in the discussion, and how original characters and the charm apply to you? Well, let your ideas. Let your ideas run wild. Express how you feel. Design your character the way you are. <laughs> also know when to also know when to put boundaries on the character. We can't have any Mary Sue. Can't have any Mary or Gary Sue's running around now, can't we? Express oh, that... exploring yeah. with the characters. Limit exploring with what you could put as character limitations, such as fears, what their in fears, limitations, and power. It can also go a long way and can help you realize that yes, these can be obstacles that your character has to go or has to overcome in order to get stronger. Exactly. And thus they become better characters after the right. long run. If you want to just yeah. basically if you wanted to design an original character, take inspiration of where 
you find that to be the character you want to be, emulate that feeling in the persona environment, take it in the form of an online chat or community where you are that character and basically your digital persona is that character. Because not only do you practice what the character is, but you actually like brand the character as yourself. And when you design the character, take a part of yourself, put the character as any story, any narrator or author says, take a bit of of yourself, put into the story that you create, then try to characterize from that point perspective. Yeah. But you know, what you guys said really gave me an inspiration. Like, how come people can't make a movie about, you know, people going online and online, they take the form of their characters, like an animal form. Right, that isn't a concept in Hollywood already. Well, kind of sounds like a good idea. But anyway, guys, we wish you good luck. And any, if anyone has any questions regarding OCs, well, you can find, well, my DM is open on Twitter and I might try to answer any qu any questions someone has. Yep, and you can find me on YouTube. My channel is called the MLP Unplug. It's your Twitter store. My t oh, my Twitter is at uppercase S shapeshift 16. Pretty simple. You heard it from the, uh, store the dog and in with the cat. They're coming from you as being, you know, Crystal Shapeshifter Colton and MO Logic. Thank you for being here. I like the concept of original characters and the charm. This concludes MC Anime Podcast. And uh, with that, this is a wrap. Bye, guys. Hey. Hope you have a good Bye, day. This concludes another episode of MC Anime Podcast. MC Anime Podcast is available on podcast directories like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We also have our website at mcanimepodcast.com. If you want to directly support us, then follow Patreon blog MC Anime. Finally, if you want services for hire, then we're available on Fiverr for audio and video production, graphic design, idea consulting, and blog and article writing. 